Hey everyone, this is Marissa Phillips from Y'all Heard, and um, hey everybody, rate us on iTunes, five stars is a charm, and why not leave us a voicemail, 570-POD-1, doesn't matter what you say in your voicemail, we promise we'll appreciate it, we don't get many, thank you. everybody hi everyone this is y'all heard a podcast where me marissa phillips and me pete phillips reach into our experience and our breadth of knowledge and try to uh share some of it with you so that when you go out and about and you talk to strangers you can be like hey you know what i just learned and then they'll be like wow you're worldly and we're not related and on that note we it's like she's disowning me (laughs) We tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Um, how's your week, Pete? We can skip the how's your week. Yeah, let's skip that. Give me a (laughs) give me an icebreaker. Icebreaker. In an ideal world, if you could be famous for one thing, what would it be? Uh, And I'm definitely famous, no matter what I say. Well, yeah. I'm now. I'm very intrigued as to what you. <laughs> no, I don't know. Wait, is this a world where I can imagine I have skills I don't have? Oh or, yeah, definitely. Like, and not to say I don't have the skill. I think I could do this if I really put my mind to it. I think I would like to either be an actress or no one. One of the three. Either be an actress. That's like my boring one. Or I would be one of the singers in. A boy band made up of women that dresses like men, that nice. dress like men, which okay. exists in Japan. It's like the greatest thing in the world. They, there's a group that has a girl band and a boy band. They're women. Their girl band just broke up, but their boy band still exists. <laughs> and their boy band was more successful. Or, um, or for being the equivalent of Amy Sedaris in her homemaking show, but like yeah. with my Victorian thing. That's the one that's actually closest to my life and that if I applied myself, I could try to achieve that. Yeah. The other two could happen in an alternate reality. But I, w- I would like to be a, a famous comedic Martha Stewart who dressed up like different people. Okay. That's a lot of layers. How about you? <laughs> it is, but you know what? That's makes it uh, unique and individual. Amy Sedaris does it, so it's not really that unique. Except she's not Victorian. Right. Yeah. A spin, if you will. Jeez, yeah. you know, I just picked that off of a website at random without an answer. And then answer. you don't have an answer, do you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be cool if, like, one of the things that I do picked up some No, Not traction. one of them. Which one? You but, need like, a specific one. Don't to... pop out. Okay, listen. I have three. <laughs> yeah, but at least I gave you specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like... I don't think that I would want people to be like, oh, Pete Phillips, the famous sandwich photographer. But I think I like sports guard truths. And if I, and like the missing thing, like, you know how you were like, I could do it. But like the thing that I'm missing is like constant inspiration for that. Yeah. (laughs) People following it, liking it, that sort of thing. I don't need a lot of fame. He's a famous sports card truther. No. I don't yeah. think we're allowed to put truth at the end of anything anymore. No, I did it. I did it. <laughs> I did it. 
I was really excited to say that. Yeah. I thought it in my mind and sat on it for a little while. I was so excited. And if we're talking about alternates, like maybe write one good book so that I could get a job as a professor for the rest of my life. <laughs> and like people would be yeah. like, yo, I read that book you wrote. I think I want to live the movie that you see where people are like, yo, I read that book you wrote. It was amazing. Why haven't you written anything else? <laughs> I'd be like, screw you. Get out of my office. Yeah. Speaking of professors, what are you here to talk about this week? I'm here to talk about the English language. The Oxford college- English language? <laughs> Let me get there. <laughs> college, I was an English major. Actually, I started as a con major, but I was like, what the hell is this? I have to talk to too many people. So I went to be an English major, and I had this class called Comparative Grammar. It was like my favorite class ever. Anyone who was not an English major, probably, if they experienced that class, they would be like, these pompous, pretentious assholes. Because basically in the they, class, they all wouldn't we be did too like, far off. Well, yeah. <laughs> all we did was like argue whether, like, we'd like, separate into two camps and like say our part why we thought either English should follow a long set of established uh, I'm sorry follow a set of long established rules or whether we felt like English should evolve as the language evolves like organically like should we stick with the spelling and the punctuation and the grammar that we've stuck with for years and years or as people talk differently and people maybe continuously misuse things should we like, change things to, like, cater to usage. Pete, what are your opinions on that? All things with balance, you know? Like, if some guy goes to buy, like, a piece of sausage and he's like, I want cheddar, and they give him cheddar, and he's like, no, that cheddar, and he points to sausage, and, like, it catches on, then we just have to call sausage cheddar? Like, that's a yeah. dumb example, but I think that was a very way too dramatic far. example. Can we like bring it back? I like how, you think about like I like how one indignant to... shopper is like, no, it's cheddar now. <laughs> how about like people who want to like drop the Oxford comma? What is your thought? You can do that if you want to look like an idiot or a poor person. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm of the opinion. I don't even care about that. I'm of the opinion that when it comes to writing, English should adhere to a too long established rules. That being said, I talk like a, like a mess because I want to. But but okay? what about what about the idea of and I think I think I'm just going to help your position here. Like new rules can come about, but they should be discussed and agreed upon by some sort of a governing body perhaps? Yes. Okay. I'm not I'm not saying new rules cannot happen. But at a base level, I want rules that have been there for years and years and years, and if you want to make a change, you better have a really good case. It better have years and years of established usage and, like, an actual purpose, not just like, oh, this is something people use. I feel like everything needs to follow guidelines, and there needs to be, like, a greater governing board to enact change. And it can't just be, oh, a bunch of people say this shit. Let's start Let's start accepting this. You want to know one that drives me crazy? What? Uh, <laughs> when we get to the drama section in the class that I teach and we start writing, like, just very brief plays slash scenes. Uh-huh. Despite the um, me saying it out loud and also handing out examples that say that don't do this, students will still use um, a pre and post asterisk around action, like they're texting and like oh. shaking my head, that sort of thing. And this was the first year where I said, where I drew it on the, I, like I put it on the board, and yeah. I said, "Don't do this, don't do this," because you're yeah. gonna look like an effing idiot. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. See, I like that. Yeah, because maybe they're used to that, but that's not proper. That's not just proper. And it's not. It's not. And like the whole entire thing with the whole, you know, writing a play or something like that. You're writing in a format that is generally accepted by all people who work in that industry. Yeah. And if you decide there to break those rules, guidelines. you're going to look like a moron. <laughs> so, along with me not wanting people to F around with grammar and punctuation and formats, I also feel that way like with words. So the Oxford English Dictionary, which is like the main go-to source when it comes to like words and definitions for English, every quarter, the Oxford English Dictionary... Oh, every quarter? Yes. I thought it was every year. Okay. Database. I thought so, too. And I'm of the opinion, personally, that new words should not show up there unless they've been established for a long time, like I said, and are kind of necessary to serve the greater public good, like, in the long term. Like, they're not linked to a passing fad, and they're not for use yeah. exclusively for a niche group. Like, I'm opposed to, like, YOLO or something being in the Oxford English Dictionary or hangry uh, because I don't think those words will stand the test of time. So I wanted to take the opportunity to look a little bit into what new words were recently added. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I wanted to look into the people who add these words and give out their address so that you can go murder them. <laughs> well, I did do some background. To oh, nice, see, nice. Like, All right. What's the deal? Like, how is this? chosen like there is like uh there's like a governing body it's not just like people like send it out which by the way i just want to say again i talk like an asshole i love slang and i like shortening words and i just like talking however i like however that's what like urban dictionary is for okay you put yeah. slang in urban dictionary <laughs> i'm not saying you don't let it exist but it doesn't belong in the main dictionary and it's only okay. because passing FadDictionary.com is too long, so yes, call it Urban exactly. Dictionary. So the Oxford English Dictionary, like it has its own set of editors, of course, and has a lot of word researchers and things. Um, I expected, how many people do you think do the research to see what words should be added? Like, how, how big do you think is the squad? Less, less than 20. Yes. Uh, there is a 15-person <laughs> squad who spend their days analyzing databases to see what new words are frequently used. And this group is also open to judge reader submission. Of course, it's much different and much more fast-paced um, than in the past. Uh, it was first in 1879 that the Philological Society of London teamed up with Oxford University Press to put together a list of words and definitions. And by the time that dictionary hit the shelves, they already had enough new words to fill up an entire volume. So, you know, there's a lot of time in between when they can actually uh, publish these new words. Before the internet, right? Yeah. So now that uh, dictionaries are online, uh, word research can update it fast enough to keep up with all the new words that are being developed. The OED traditionally waits for 10 years of evidence before they add a word. Okay. I Bullshit. totally accept that. No, I'll say traditionally. Yeah. But there are exceptions, such as with words such as livermorium, don't know what that means, and chemical element. These words uh, had only been around since 2012. At the same time, the wider project of revising the whole text of the dictionary continues. While most words are chosen for their prominence and popularity as written words, 
OED researchers, so in that 15-group panel, do have some soft spots for anniversaries. In the Smithsonian article I was reading, uh, they said, Today marks what would have been author Raul Dahl's 100th birthday, and the recent update included several classic Dahl-isms like Scrum Diddlyumptious and Oompa Loompa No. No. It's Why unacceptable to add new words just because of an event. I think that's absolutely unacceptable. So you're telling me Oompa Loompa's in the Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah. A word so that is hangry. for all intents and purposes. But here's the difference, I think, between Oompa Loompa and hangry. You're not going to run into an Oompa Loompa on the street. Well, and yeah. you're not going to point to it and go, that's an Oompa Loompa. The Oompa Loompa exists in the world of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it exactly. should not be in the real-life dictionary. And that's why I said, in my opinion, you should only put words that, like, serve the greater good, that actually serve the general like, public. Like Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and in addition to these soft spots they have, they also will include hot-button terms like Brexit and slacktivism. Again, I don't think that's acceptable. <laughs> if they're not going to be, if they're not going to matter in 10 years, I don't want to see them in the dictionary. So I was looking at um, some of the words that were released as of January 2018. I think there was like a, there was a whole bunch of words. There might have been like a thousand or something. There's like some that I'm like, of course, like why wasn't it there already? I can't believe this wasn't there already. Other words that it was like, I don't know what that means, but I see the value. Okay. And then other words that I'm like, why? I'm really pissed off. <laughs> Okay, so words that I'm kind of surprised were not there till 2018 in January are non-hazardous, co-parent, mm -hmm. self-abuse, self-medicating, and like a hundred compound words all beginning with self. Self, yeah. So That's... I guess it's part of a, yeah, it's becoming a more Self thick. is so hot right now. <laughs> yeah, self is very hot. So those are words that I'm surprised weren't there already. Words that I didn't know what they meant. But after I read the definition, I was like, okay, I guess this is something. Um, I'm really glad this is what this means because it could have went to a dark place. Uh, this is hind milk, H-I-N-D, hind milk. I thought it was going to be ass-related, but it's not. Uh, hind <laughs> milk is the milk obtained in the latter part of a breastfeeding session. Uh, so whether it's either breastfeeding a baby or milking an animal. And at this latter part of breastfeeding, uh, the milk actually contains more fat than the milk at the start of the session. So milk at the beginning of the session is called for milk, and milk at the end of the session is hind milk. It all sounds gross, but fine. Yeah. Um, and the other word that I'm like, whatever, this is fine, I accept this, is frugivore, which is an animal that feeds on fruit. I'm sorry, is it frutivore? No, frug, R-F-R-U-G. Okay. I, I was afraid it was going to be a frugal... Yeah, <laughs> Someone who is frugal in their so eating habits. Someone eats frugal people. I was going to lose my shit. But no, I'm like, fine, it's fine. Now, I pick four words that I find gross, just just gross, and absolutely unacceptable. Uh, one is chaibol, which is a Korean word I am very familiar with. And I'm familiar with it from watching K-dramas. And nobody who's not Korean or who doesn't watch K-dramas will f come into this word, I'm pretty sure. Unless maybe, maybe if you follow a whole bunch of Korean, like, a whole bunch of Korean news? I don't know. But it's definitely not, like, necessary for English speakers. Uh, 
commonly. Uh, so tribal is a large family-owned business conglomerate. But it's usually used, it's almost always just used in K-dramas. I read Korean news. I don't usually see it in Korean news. I don't know. I just don't feel like anyone needs that Korean word. Why can't we just say it's a family-owned business conglomerate? Because I never think it's going to catch on in English language. Again, you know I have a yeah. soft spot for Korean, for Korean words. But have you ever heard Chaiwo before? No, and I don't exactly. expect to. And I again, I don't think anyone's heard it until the popularity of K-drama, because there was a really big K-drama that had to do with a chaibol. So wait, this one. Like, so what about the show Dallas? Was that like a chaibol because it was a bunch of family members that ran an oil business? Yeah, I think that might be a chaibol. If you know Korean, oh, one, uh, you know Korean. If I'm saying it wrong, or if me saying Dynasty uh, relates to that as wrong, feel free to call me out. Yeah. Again, I like the word. Don't feel like it's necessary in the Oxford English Dictionary. Right. Second one. Especially when there's two English words that can describe the word. Yeah, exactly. Kinda... <laughs> uh, Aunt Flo is... Sorry? Aunt Flo is in the Oxford English Dictionary. Is that like an aunt period. that you have it's named Flo? Yes, it's period. Your period. A woman's period. Oh. Okay. Dickish is in the Oxford English Dictionary, which, if you didn't know, is obnoxious or contemptible. <laughs> and That the makes last us one I sound like scholars. <laughs> the last one I chose that isn't a word is 2WW. And I was like, is that slang for World War Two? I don't even know. That's the way the British write World War II. <laughs> it means two-week wait. And it is... So it's an acronym, is, not a word. Yeah. Yeah. And the definition says it starts off used particularly in online forums to refer to the two week period before a pregnancy test is likely to be accurate. If it's used primarily on online forums, you can eat my butt. Okay? <laughs> that is nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Now, I want to point out that not all of these words are accepted in Microsoft Word oh, or okay. in autocorrect. I thought you were going to have a list of words that they rejected this January. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But I was going to Booger say, Booger like, snotter. <laughs> I understand. I feel like there needs to be a coordinated effort that these words are released when they can also, like, be accepted in autocorrect and in MS Word and okay, actually yeah. be seen as real words. If they're not going to be seen as real words, don't put them in the dictionary. By the way, I swear to God, if somebody text calls or tweets at us and says, did you know you can add words to your dictionary, I will come to your house and punch you in the face. Yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> I want it to be in the established dictionary. Right. Uh, so, yeah, dickish is not accepted by anybody. This, like, feels like... I, I'm not thinking of anybody off the top of my head. Please, nobody hold me to it. But, like, maybe, like, Madonna in the 2000s? Like, just striving to seem relevant... And just, like, trying to do as much as possible to cover all the bases so that you can be, like, relevant to everybody. And you're yeah. like, the internet keeps coming up with words, and if we don't put them in the dictionary, they won't think we're cool, and they'll start dissing us. So we better start throwing in internet slang. Um, basically, like, the Oxford English Dictionary doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be cool to millennials. 
Yeah. It just needs to be the foundation in which our freaking language is based upon. But you have a very good point because a millennial is not likely to look up something in the Oxford English Dictionary, oh, which exactly. I think, if I'm not mistaken, dictionary.com is free. But I believe if you wanted to use the Oxford English Dictionary, you have to like have a subscription. I could be wrong with that, but I swear at a point in time it, that was true. But and I assume there's a bunch of millennials in college, and I assume you need the English Dictionary to actually do your work right. No, you just need autocorrect, like you said. No, but I mean, if you're an English major, I think you'd need to probably do etymology, and you'd probably need to have like a legit definition. You can't yeah. just like wing it and go like on whatever the free dictionary the does. the whale in Moby Dick was very dickish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Which exactly. is a double so pun, by the way. Two points. What is going to be accepted in English classes? Since Dick... Dickish is in the Oxford English Dictionary. Does that mean it's acceptable? No, it's not appropriate. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I hate it all. On that note, what are you talking about? Well, since we're talking about words, uh, I know this is a proper noun, but did you ever wonder how the store Wawa got its name? Something with Native American. Because I sure have. (laughs) (laughs) For anybody on the West Coast, (laughs) based on our listenership... Well, it's a convenient food mart type place. Like a 7-Eleven. You can like get a... gas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and like little foods. and. Uh, but it's, yeah, primarily an East Coast thing. The logo or for Wawa is a goose. I remember one day sitting in a Wawa parking lot because they're like they're like weeds where I live. Used to live in New Jersey. Oh, they're so good. Um, I remember sitting in there going... Wawa, like, why would you call a store Wawa? Like, what is that about? And then I look up. You're a complex a, man. And there's a goose, and I go, oh, Wawa, I hear you. <laughs> because if you were to think about it, right, if a goose is flying overhead and you crudely had to demonstrate what it sounds like, you might go, Wawa, no, Wawa, no, Wawa. Okay, then you do a goose. Oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So, so not, a, like not a wah, but more of a wah. There was a G. Oh, where was, where was the a G? A gwah. Oh, a gwah. A gwah, gwah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so like, that's got to be it. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's got to be what it's, and I was No. Wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How the hell do you know? <laughs> I don't actually know what it means. I someone told me something with a Native American, but I don't know where they made it up or not. So not a Native American, like some Native <laughs> American word or something. So it turns out that's a, that's actually um uh, you know what I'm gonna take you on the journey with me and I won't spoil it. Okay. It turns out <laughs> that the Wawa convenience stores are actually named after a place in Pennsylvania that's called Wawa, Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't know that. It's outside of Philadelphia. Uh, this is where, in 1890, a New Jersey businessman with the uncreative name of George Wood started the Wawa Dairy Farm. So they started selling milk and stuff, and then after time, they turned into this convenience store and this sort of, uh, what is it called? A citadel? What's the family conglomerate? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's where it gets its name, from Wawa, Pennsylvania, which is not terribly interesting. Except if you're like me and you want to prove that you might be right, you go, well, how did the town of Wawa get its name? Turns out that a man named Edward Worth, like there were two places (laughs) and they both had names, but then this rich guy comes in and he goes, we're going to call this Wawa now. 
And you know why we're going to call it Wawa? Because there's a bunch of flocks of geese that hang out by the still water behind the mill dam. All right? I don't know. Turns out, Wawa... You know, he didn't just go like, "Oh, there's some, there's some goose, and I, there's some geese," and I heard them go "wawa," so I'm gonna call this town "wawa," which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it turns out that he took the word from the Ojibwe people, and Marissa, what do you think the word means? I don't know. Wild goose. Oh, okay. Now, the Ojibwe are not Native Americans, Marissa, because we don't say that anymore. We say Indigenous Peoples of North America. Really? Who were, prim- <laughs> who were primarily located up in British Columbia. Do we really? In Canada. That's really long. It is. It's very long. Not saying they don't deserve us to say that. Right. But now, nobody told me this was rolling out. <laughs> the thing that is unclear, though, is how this tribe came to use the word Wawa for wild goose. And I gotta tell you, I'm not the only person who thinks it's because they just emulated the sound that the bird made. But I will also tell you that they do not call dogs bark barks, and they do not call cows moo moo. <laughs> so okay. this theory only goes so far. Okay. But while we are on this goose business, I feel it necessary to use this once again for the second week in a row as a forum to clarify something okay. <laughs> in my personal life. I feel it necessary to talk about something that is inspired by a recent Instagram comment by Phillips Family Holiday Hoopla attendee Noah Klingus, who reminded me when I posted a picture of a, of a goose, that and I and I hashtagged it with I saw a duck, that it is indeed a goose and not a duck. Okay. Marissa, do you know the difference between a goose and a duck? No, and I'm fine. Me too. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid difference, but I know what it is. I also would like to say that I like the word duck. I saw a goose. I s- if you say that enough times, you start to like uh, s- you stumble a little bit. And so we're not going to do it as an exercise. I saw a goose. Yeah. I saw a duck. I saw a duck. I saw a duck. Duck, too. If you say anything long enough, you sound like a moron. <laughs> yeah, I like how three, like on the second or third one, you dropped the A. I saw a duck. <laughs> That's what I do for a living. I get on my saw and I cut up ducks. <laughs> so. Yeah. If you had, if I had to pick between these two creatures, I would go with a duck, and I would pick the duck because they poop friendlier than geese do. Geese shit everywhere, and take it from me, again, growing up in a town that had a lot of wawas, it also had a lot of geese flying around. I have this thing that maybe I tried to explain to you before, Marissa, but I have this fascination with ducks. And yes, I'm just gonna keep talking over that siren. <laughs> okay, sorry. I live in the city. I understand. I have this fascination with ducks, and I don't quite know why. I have two leading guesses. And if I could afford to go to a therapist just to investigate my obsession with ducks, I would. So I have one theory, which is about my sister. And when we were kids, we went to a park, and a goose went after my sister. Not a duck, but a goose. And so since that point, my sister has been paralyzed with fear around ducks or geese. Okay. So since... My sister's afraid of them. Maybe I like them in some perverse, sick way. (laughs) Or, and this is the better idea that I have, I mean, a a, a healthier idea that I have, when a duck gets wet, the water sort of rolls off its back. And I wish that with all the stresses and adversity that I have in my life, that I could live that model myself. I can't. But I see it as a good model. You want water to roll off your back? Or you want water? Like, 
everything. Because <laughs> you could probably get that. Yeah. I could put on a feather vest. What? Vest? <laughs> boa. A vest and a boa. The thing is, I don't want to put this all on Noah. Because I believe, and so help me God, Noah, if you weren't, then we have a problem. But I believe he was rekindling a joke that took place on Facebook many years ago, where I posted a picture of a goose, and I said, I saw a duck today, and a coworker, English professor, wrote, that is a goose. That is what she wrote. It's simple enough, but I also find it reasonably offensive and very aggressive. Yeah, inherent, like inherent in that statement is, you're wrong, you're stupid, or don't you know the difference between a goose and a duck? What did you respond? <laughs> I didn't respond anything. In fact, I wanted to delete the comment and take the weak man's way out and just block all of my content from the person instead of actually just... You should have just quit Facebook. I went to find it so that I could screenshot it for our show notes. I removed the picture completely and it is no longer on Facebook. No, you should have gotten it off of Facebook and Instagram and all social media. <laughs> that would have shown done. Yeah. But I just feel like to me, it's like if... You saw something flying in the air, and you're like, hey, look at that bird. And somebody turns to you and goes, that's a hawk. And you're like, no shit. A hawk is a bird. Yeah, but a goose isn't a duck. Shut up, Marissa. That's not the same. There are differences between duck and geese. And apparently they were so marked that uh, other people want to comment on it all the time. So I wanted to sort of use this place as a way to say I know what the differences are. And you can stop attacking my character when I post pictures. You don't need to prove it to anybody. One, ducks have 16 or fewer bones in their necks. Geese have more. Not something you could tell from a picture. Continue. Ducks are smaller than geese. Okay. And you could tell that because of the whole neck thing. Geese eat greens. Ducks eat mollusks, aquatic plants, small fish, and even bugs. So far, I can't hear anything that someone could tell from a picture. Well, you can pretty much from the neck thing. No. Ducks are more popular because of cartoons. That's debatable. Gary the Goose does not exist. But Donald Duck and Daffy Duck do. I went into that one, too, once, because Donald Duck and Daffy Duck are both unpleasant characters. And I was like, maybe that has something into it. Daffy Duck feet. is an unpleasant. Do- I mean, no, Donald Duck is an unpleasant. Donald Duck has real anger issues, yeah. But all the DuckTales people are an unpleasant. Yeah, it didn't. I didn't say them. You isolated it like only there's only two duck characters and they're all bitches. <laughs> all the yeah. DuckTales kids are awesome. And, and Daisy Duck is awesome. Ducks be bitches. Yeah. It's going to be our second t-shirt. Be, I forget what our first word one is. We have word now Oxford English Dictionary. Do duck all bitch. of those. A compound word. <laughs> Why are you being such a duck bitch about this? <laughs> give me my money. Evidently, Marissa, this one might help you. Duck feathers smell worse than goose feathers? That's disgusting. I don't even <laughs> want to hear that anymore. Go ahead. I don't but really, uh, duck's feathers... Also, have... that's relative. <laughs> it's true. Uh, apparently, duck feathers have cooler colors than geese feathers. Like, geese Stop are, telling like, me. browns oh, you and mean... stuff. Oh, I thought you meant, like, cool, dude, color. <laughs> Please explain, if you could write an Oxford English Dictionary definition, what is... Cool dude colors. <laughs> like. Uh, Neons? Uh, oh, I meant like. 
Yeah, I guess neon. Like, I thought of, like, that Dixie Cup, that 80s Dixie Cup print that looks like Saved by the Bell also. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Like, crayony. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like a duck and, like, a turquoise and a purple. Geese, by the way, inspired Wawa. That's the last <laughs> difference that I'll give you. Ducks did not. But I think we should, more importantly, look at the similarities between ducks and geese. Both have bills. Both have webbed feet. Both have down feathers. Both eat food. Both swim in water and walk on land. What is the thesis of your presentation? Both fly. I'll get to it. I swear to God I'm going to get to it. It's going to be all the way at the end. They both fly. They both have necks regardless of the bone count, okay? Both, yeah, both are apparently nice. delectable at Christmas time, but I have never eaten a duck, and I will try with the rest of my life to not eat a duck, even and though it's on. Christmas time. Even though it is on Marissa's food survey from many years ago. Duck is good. But the last point I'll make, while we are on the topic of ducks and geese, I, just I don't know to... what topic we're on. You're <laughs> all over the place. I just wanted to say this, okay? No shit there's a difference between a duck and a goose. You know how I know? Because when I was a kid, we had to play duck, duck, goose. It wasn't duck, 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 duck. And it wasn't goose, 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 goose. He doesn't chip on his shoulder. That is fun to say, though. Say that. Goose, 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 One person got called out to flail around chasing the person who was it with their stupid arms slash wings flailing, trying to catch a person who would take their spot so that they could sit down now and masquerade as a duck, and then you would be it. You're it now, and everybody's watching you, and it's your turn to betray one of your waterfowl friends by calling them out as a goose. But you know what? This is my thesis, Marissa. All waterfowl matter. And there's no reason for us to put up these walls and, and betray all these waterfowl. If you're a swan, if you're a goose, I don't give a shit. You're a duck, damn it. Mike's question is, when you make the graphic for the show, what is the title of your presentation? I have no idea. Wawa or Ducks vs. Goose? You know what? Please. I got some time to figure that out, okay? Okay. That's that my point. Now that I didn't appreciate everything you said, but the Wawa and that were both two different Wawa things. Wawa was a transition. And but if I also, was... I knew that both of them were so flimsy, I thought it would be best to combine them. <laughs> Very so, nice. my point is, I think we should be more inclusive with waterfowl, but... If I go out and I post a picture online, I'm not going to write hashtag I saw waterfowl because it's longer to type and it's more because complicated. It sounds like you're an asshole. <laughs> it's almost dickish. Yeah, dare I say. By the way, I'm not angry about this. I just, again, want it sort of... He's a little. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> more, more the uh, correction. And by the way, I also have to point this out. Noah is a nice guy. I am not saying that, like, even if he sincerely made this as a personal thing, like a personal, I want to let you know, Pete, that's a goose, not a duck, right? Which, again, I really hope to God is not the case. <laughs> but even if he did, it's been, like, a good five or six years since somebody corrected me with that online. And I would like to say I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about that. Probably because I made such a big deal and told everybody in my life when it happened the first yeah, time that they were all did. like, anybody who follows me on Instagram is not going to make that sort of a correction anymore. Yeah, you should know better. But yeah. So, you know, like once every six years, I can take that kind of a correction. But again, in terms of my Internet uh, identity and profile, I want to document it that I do know the differences, okay? Can I use the next episode to like air a grievance?
You could definitely hire out a griefing. <laughs> Yeah. As long as we learn something while you're doing Actually, it. Actually, <laughs> isn't that what all of my presentations are? Isn't that, just that, that's about what something? all of them. I didn't have a topic all the way till lunchtime today, and I couldn't think of anything, and I was just like, what do I hate? What do I hate? What do I hate? <laughs> I only am good at presentations if I hate them. If it's something I love, I'm really bad at it. I didn't get a chance to look up anything until like six, so. <laughs> and just in case, if you want to sneak behind the curtain, listeners, we started recording at about 7.30. Yeah. Plugs. Marissa, do you have anything fun to plug this week? I hear you're going on a little bit of a trip. Do you want to plug New York City? <laughs> no, New York City's <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I plug. I go to New York because it has a lot of great attractions, mm-hmm. but it's also to remind my boyfriend that we should never live there because it's dirty and it has rats that have diseases. <laughs> and I've never seen a rat since I moved to Philly. Also. Okay. I'm sorry, I have a real bone to pick with New York. Everyone's like, oh, New York. And I was like, I, that. I wanted to move to New York. And then I was like, ew. I have to be honest with you. I have a, a problem with New York, too. And, like, I'm not calling out anybody who lives there or anything like that. But, like, I've been there twice. And both times I was like, this blows. I feel like you have to, if perhaps if you're born there or you move there young enough. And by the way, the first time I went, I was, like, a junior in college. So when I say yeah. young enough... <laughs> Know that I am older than my age has ever been. <laughs> but I was like, if you don't physically train to walk around this place, then you should just not come here. Or like, yeah. I should know ahead of time, like maybe three months in advance, that I really need to get my legs strengthened up. Uh, and then the last time that I went there was maybe like three or four years ago. And after all of that walking, I had to stand on my feet in line for a bus. And by the time I got on the bus... I killed everybody, which isn't true. You would have known about that. I was born in Long Island, so I had like 10 years where I went to New York a lot. But I was a kid and I loved it because I didn't have to drive there and I didn't like have to think about anything. Um, But we basically, when I go to New York, again, I do like the attractions and that's why we go. It's really, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. But the subways are gross and, and I. Don't have any faith that there is any one place you could go to New York or that I can afford that does not have a roach in it. So I got an Airbnb in a very expensive part of town last time. We lasted a whole day. Then I was getting ready to go in the morning the next day. I inevitably saw a roach. And, uh, yeah, we're going to a really fancy Airbnb again today, but I imagine I'll see a roach. Again, there are roaches in Philly, but I feel like at a certain level you can expect to not see them. Oh, what I was going to plug. I was so excited because this weekend, this Friday was supposed to be live Riverdale sketch show, and I don't get to see it now, and I kind of almost wanted to not go to New York just so I could watch it. Now, I have nothing to plug except Riverdale is ape shit. This is the, let's see, we've done 30-some episodes now, and I believe that Marissa's plugs 20 of the times was Riverdale. <laughs> no, it's not 20, like five. Shut up. <laughs> Riverdale's almost done. It's done in like five episodes, and I don't know what I'm doing in my life. You know what you should do? Die? Courtship of Veneer. <laughs> yeah, I know I should. Uh, yeah. Sorry, right, guys. Marissa's been very busy. I won't pick on her. I work from home all the time, and I stay late all the time. Guys, save me. <laughs> save me. Anyway, Pete, what do you want to plug? I would like to plug... I'd like to plug two podcasts. One is a podcast called Cool Playlist that's hosted by Eliza Skinner, and it's about two people coming together and making playlists based on a topic. Oh, it's only, only so 
They're only five song uh, playlists, but they Sorry, come up with they not, come up, That's not a judgment on you. I hate people who talk about music. Well, that's that's understandable. I, I get that, but they also yeah, I'm play sorry. the... That was totally rude to you. It just made me hate them for having a podcast about music. No, no, no. Well, she is um, a musical comedian, and she does the Drop the Mic show. She, like, uh, is oh, the okay. head writer on that, so... Okay. And, like, started Correct. that with James Gordon's stuff. Anyway. Um, he does good taste. Ignore my comment that I forgot what I was... <laughs> what's appropriate. If you're looking for a good in episode, the Paul F. Tompkins episode is a pretty good one. But, uh, yeah, they have cool and interesting topics when they make those playlists. So, uh, like, the Paul F. Tompkins episode was uh, songs for when you're boarding a steamship to start a new life. Okay, you know what? That kind of sounds fun. Right. So, I also wanted to plug another podcast, which is called Podcast for Laundry Mercy. Have you ever listened to it? No. Oh, my God. So, it's Joe Firestone's boyfriend. Brett Davis. It started out as a podcast you're supposed to listen to while you're doing the laundry, and it's about laundry. Oh, wow. But recently, it has started more of a narrative approach, and it is very episodic, and it's also very crude and very stupid and just amazing, and it's become one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. This past week, the episode, like, I woke up, and the episode was in my feed, and I just played it immediately. Okay. Anyway... That's it, everybody. Hopefully, you you know have heard something during this episode that you would like to comment on or say something about. And if that is the truth, what? Then you can do so at 570-POD-WAD-1, which is a real phone number. That is 570-POD-WAD-1. Yeah, my boyfriend who doesn't listen accused us of making a fake phone number. <laughs> we are also on Twitter now, and you can follow us at Y'all Heard Pod. And if you feel so inclined, which would make our day, you can go out to iTunes or whatever you use to get your podcast, leave us a rating or a review, and we would be happy and indebted to you, at least for like 10 minutes. Um, Maybe we'll start checking out iTunes reviews and bringing them into the show if anybody has left any new ones. Also, I'm sorry, late delayed plug. I'm totally, not jokingly, unironically, I'm a convert. I am plugging... Slime ASMR videos. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> I watched them for an hour when I was stressed last week. Uh, did so it de-stress many. you? And it's so comforting. So yeah, guys, Instagram has a lot of really good slime ASMR ones. You could just do hashtag slime and you'll see a bunch. Um, there's different types of slime. I personally like the ones without the beasts. Now, anyway. now, you said it's comforting. Can you explain something to me that is like as comforting that's more accessible for us? Like, is it like eating comfort food is it like a pat on the head well it's almost like a little bit like sinking into something soft because as you see them touch the slime you like can like imagine the sensation kind of this is because you have once put your hand into slime (laughs) yeah it's getting weird don't ask me anymore i don't talk to you again next week guys okay bye bye